The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, where spirituality and recovery meet, with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D. Now, here's your host, Rev. Anna Schaus. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth in recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host, and I want to thank you for joining us today. I'm very glad that you're listening. As always, we've got a great program for you, and I know that you will be inspired, uplifted, and that you'll get new ideas about your spiritual life and recovery. Thank you so much for liking our Spirit of Recovery page on Facebook. It's great, and thanks for the comments that you make on there. And I want to thank you also for sending me your emails and for letting me know how it's going for you in your spirituality and recovery walk. And it sounds like it's going great. Thank you also for letting your friends and the people in your recovery community and your unity community know about Spirit of Recovery and the words getting around and people all around the world listen and I love it. People uh, let me know that this show makes a difference for them, that it uplifts them, that um, if they're in an area particularly where they don't have really access to meetings, a place that it just really is helpful to them. And uh, so it's it's so great to hear everything that's happening out there and to know that you love the guests that we bring you here and that our guests are touching your heart. Every week we talk about topics that are important to the recovery community with guests who are down-to-earth, knowledgeable, and innovative. My guests are always people who are either in recovery themselves or who work with or write for recovering people, and sometimes all of the above. And they're always bringing you practical information that you can use and lively discussions that get you thinking. You know, you can listen to Spirit of Recovery in a variety of ways. You can listen uh, live via your computer, via your smartphone. You can go to Stitcher.com and download their app and search for Spirit of Recovery and listen that way. And you can always listen on demand. we got lots of great programs archived. Go to UnityOnlineRadio.org. 
org slash program slash spirit of recovery and you will find amazing amazing programs with wonderful guests who are living lives of spirituality living lives of recovery and working within the recovery community in many cases and you will just be inspired and uplifted and it'll be great I want you to know that Spirit of Recovery is a welcoming place so that if you're a person that's in recovery from any kind of an addiction or if you're the family member or friend of somebody that's got the disease of addiction, um, you know, family members can be in recovery as well as family members. There's lots of good recovery programs and recovery information for people that are family members or friends. So maybe that's your situation. Maybe you're a person that's uh, in recovery or not. We're glad you're here. Maybe you're just curious. Whatever your situation, we're glad you're listening. You're welcome. You're welcome to listen. You're welcome to comment or send an email or pick up the phone with a comment or question for my guest. We're just glad you're here, um, and we want you to know that this is a welcoming place. Again, my name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your Spirit of Recovery host. I'm a unity minister and an addictions counselor. I'm also a person who has in my own circle of love and friendship many people with the disease of addiction. And so 34 years ago, those relationships were a powerful catalyst, and they got me started on an active path of personal growth and spiritual development, and I am so grateful for that. And my walk continues to be an integration of unity and recovery principles, and that just keeps transforming my life and keeps me growing. And so I am delighted and very grateful to have the opportunity to share these ideas with you and to bring you guests. You know, recovery works. Recovery happens. And um, sometimes, you know, in the disease of addiction, uh, whatever our participation has been or our involvement has been in it, uh, sometimes we can get down and think, oh, my goodness, it's so, you know, hopeless. It is not. There are lots of people in long-term recovery, and there is lots of good that happens for family members and for people with uh, primary addictions. So just know that um, recovery works and and uh, it's great to be able to share about that and to bring you guests that know that and just shine that out of every aspect of their being. And uh, my guest today is certainly one of those people. Our topic today is faith makes you strong. You know, faith in the probability of good makes us really strong and keeps us growing and there's no obstacle that can stop us when we're willing to turn on our faith. My guest today is Reverend Leslie Wilson. Uh, She is a person in long-term recovery. She radiates faith and shines with joy, and I know you're going to hear that uh, just as soon as she starts talking. She has a very powerful spirit, and she lifts up everybody around her, and that keeps opening new doors for her and her recovery. Reverend Leslie is the Associate Minister at Godland Unity Church in Detroit, Michigan. She is an ordained and licensed Unity Minister. Um, She has been in ministry since 2007. She's also on the staff at the Unity Urban Ministerial School in Detroit, and she uh, in, is the registrar and also teaches classes through the Urban Ministerial School. And at Godland Unity, she works with the World Day of Prayer, with the prayer chaplain. She teaches classes, and she um, works with the new members and orients them. So, Reverend Leslie, welcome to Spirit of Recovery. Thank you for inviting me. Well, I am and so- I welcome all, everyone who may be listening, and 
I hope today, I know today I'll be able to say something that will help you one day at a time to continue your walk or to help someone else along the way. Thank you. First, I begin by faith. Hmm. Absolutely. So, what was your faith like before you got in recovery? And and as we know, you got um, 15 years, your person in long-term recovery. Did you have faith before you got in recovery or not? Yes. I thought I did. I did. Because I was 49 when I got into recovery. My Mm -hmm. faith was, can I get another bottle? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my faith and it always faith always works no matter what you're hoping for and wishing for you just have to be as I learned when I was in unity got more deeper and uh, more of awareness of unity I know that the faith has has to be positive and uplifted but I had always had faith because I've been in unity over 30, 30 years now and uh, when I was that's probably what that's what saved me when I came into uh, recovery. Unity principles were were very close to what I was learning in recovery. I said, "Oh, it's like going to school there and going to another school here." The school of life was in recovery, and the school of spirituality was in unity. When I started off, I went to church and I went to meetings. I went to church and I went to meetings. And after a while, my brother-in-law said, don't, don't, you, don't you do anything else? And I said, yes, go to church and go to meetings. Mm-hmm. 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 And I didn't come into recovery until I was 49. Right. So I had a lot, lot, lot to learn in a hurry. Right. So how is it that, again, and it's true for many people, people can be involved in the church, but their addiction is a disease, and that disease can kind of get you by the throat sometimes. So what was happening for you, even though you were involved in unity before recovery, um, and you were hearing principles, and at the same time that disease of addiction sort of was really active, and, and again, that happens a lot of times. So was was stuff that you were hearing in church making sense, or how was yes, that? it was. It was making sense, and I knew I wanted to change. I just, I just did not realize that I was worshiping two gods, mm-hmm. the bottle and God, because I didn't think the bottle was a god, but it was. It was my god. I thought it was my best friend. I thought it was my all in all. So you hear things, you do not hear them as clearly. And in another awareness until you put the bottle down and really get a clear mind. And Mm -hmm. putting the bottle down, I got a clear mind. So when my mind cleared, as my mind cleared up and I got all the drugs and alcohol out of my system because I had been drinking for 30 years and it takes about a year for you to get it all out, you start really hearing what's going on in and in that meantime, I had a what they called a stroke, mm-hmm. and it affected my cognitive memory. So I I didn't even remember how to cuss. <laughs> I didn't oh, remember no. how to drive my car, and I drive a stick, and I had to pray to to even know how to drive my stick. I couldn't wash dishes and. And I couldn't cook because I couldn't time the food just right or else everything was burning. So I was born again 
like a babe with a new consciousness at 11 months of sobriety. Wow. And I, so, you, so you experienced the stroke when you had 11 months of sobriety? Uh-huh, my second one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I, and so I almost had, I had a clean slate to start all over again. Because hmm. I was being born again in mind and body. And so I just sucked all the principles in of unity and of AA. And I just, I, they will, I was like a sponge because I really wanted to live because I realized how fortunate I was to have gone through those, those episodes of the sobriety and the episode of the stroke and to live because only 33% live after a stroke. And I knew I was blessed, so I wanted to make the most of my life at that time, and now today even, to live that dash in my life to the best of my ability. I have wasted so many years feeling sorry for myself and thinking somebody was not doing what I wanted them to do. And and, and uh, AA has given me those tools to realize that I only only person I have control over is me. I don't have control over anything else but me, and it's one day at a time. So I have really deepened my faith, and I know today I do truly let go and let God in every area of my life. And when I catch myself trying to hold on to what I think should be right, I have to go back to to um Emmett Fox and our, my, our acceptance that we have in, in AA where you can find no serenity until you accept that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly the way it's supposed to be at this moment. And nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake. I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world as what needs to be changed in me and my attitudes because my attitudes towards situations I have no control over determines how the day, how the moment, how the second will unveil itself. And uh, I can find, you can find that in the big book of AA, those, the acceptance that's so vitally a part of my life today. And I'd have a prayer life. I never had a prayer life before, but I have a prayer life. I get up in the morning, I read the daily word. I read uh, around the world in a year by Emmett Fox, and they go together, and then I have a, a big book reading that I also read. So I do two or three things in the morning before I even get my day started. And if I miss one, I go back and read it before I leave the house. And I get the daily word on my computer because today is live your dreams. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm living my dream today. Um, I'm, I'm working at the Urban Ministerial School. I became a minister in my fourth year. I went to my minister, and I told him I wanted to be a minister. My minister's name was Reverend Ron D. Coleman, deceased now. And uh, I told him I wanted to be a minister. He said, okay go over in to the Urban Ministerial School and talk to Reverend Ruth Mosley. And I had to meet her at Westside Unity. And that started my path 
to unfoldment as a minister. Um, it was a five-year journey, but what else? I couldn't think of a better way to have given my life back to God. And I said, here I am, Lord, use me. And he's been using me ever since. Uh, I remember the day I graduated from ministerial school and a chandelier came on as I walked down the steps from ordination. And it was like I, I realized that I could read, learn, and do anything in the world that I wanted to do. I, had, I felt like a bird unleashed from a cage. I was no longer bound up in my mind, and it was like a chandelier. I was high off of God uh, for the next three or four months, even if I floated home, back home to Detroit and everything, and I, I was floating, just floating around the city. Everything was bright. You know how you see the world through champagne, colored, uh, pink colored glasses, rose colored glasses, they say? That's the way I saw everybody. Everybody was good. It was all good. And that, and I have managed to hang on to that, even in the worst of the, even in the most challenging of situations. I go through them with a thankfulness. God is all that there is. I thank God every day for what I have been given in this life, for the parents I have been given, for my sisters and brothers, for the people I work with. And sometimes, some days I may not even, they, they get on my nerve, but I know when they get on my nerve, I'm getting on my nerve. So even though I might come off a little bit cross sometimes, and I'm not 100%, I'll be good. When I get 100%, I'll be Gone, just like Jesus Christ, you know, I'll be transcend. But, um, so sometimes I get a little snappy, but I can bring myself back and say, it's not them that's doing anything to me. I'm doing it to myself because I have expectations of somebody else and they don't, they can't fulfill them. Only I can fulfill them. I have a joy. Ah. Oh, and I have a peace that passes all understanding. You know, when you're drinking, you don't have that peace. You know, your body actually craves more all the time. Um, I would go to work, and I did hold down a job all that time. I don't know how, and I even became a manager. I don't know how. That was God. I do know how because it was God. And he, he sent me places that I didn't even imagine I could ever go. I got to do things and be things and visit other cities, other cities when I was drinking and always had to have my liquor nearby. But now I don't visit other cities and other places like that. But everything that I learned in business is doing is is good because I'm using it here at the Unity Urban Ministerial School of which, which I'm a part of, and I love my job, and I love what I do. It's an ideal job, and sometimes I really work hard, but that's okay. I recover, take time off, get my body and my mind back together, and then I'm, I'm rolling again. So I'm living a life that I never thought I'd live in God. And I, without God, I would not be here, and I would be nothing. 
and unity has been part of that info unfoldment. Mm-hmm. It it's a, right. It's, Thank you, Leslie. Thank you so much for your life. Thank you for what you're doing, and and thank you for you know always paying attention. Thank you for uh, to that presence, that God presence in you. Um, it's time now for our break. So we're going to take a break, and uh, we'll come back. We'll have the Serenity Minute, a brief moment of meditation, and we'll hear some more from Reverend Leslie about the power of faith in her life. We'll be right back. Stay with us here on Spirit of Recovery. We'll be right back. As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach to the world, we count on the support of listeners like you. Please make your donation today. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. listening to Spirit of Recovery with Rev. Anna Schaus and her guest. If you have a question or comment or experience with today's topic that you'd like to share, call us now at 888-55-UNITY. That's 888-558-6489. Call now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to the program. base of all life is the infinite wellspring of source, and each of us has a unique way of expressing that source as an individualized soul. Do you enjoy the company of inspiring people who are living on purpose? Do you want to live joyfully attuned to your own unique soul expression? Host Rev. Kristen Powell welcomes you to join the gathering of souls who live this way. You'll meet artists, naturalists, and other soulful expressions that will inspire you to call forth the most alive, passionate version of yourself. Get into the natural stream of your own soul by tuning into Soul Stream live every Wednesday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to live in joy? Is there an area of your life where you could use a miracle? Have you been praying for help and guidance? Come join Lisa and Bill and their guests for an hour filled with practical tips on experiencing miracles, greater abundance, focused, deliberate living, and the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Experience more joy in life. Listen to Living in Joy, Reflections on A Course in Miracles, with Lisa Natoli and Bill Free, every Friday at 2 p.m. Central, here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thanks. 
Thanks for listening to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus and her guest. If you have a question or comment or experience with today's topic that you'd like to share, call us now at 888-55-UNITY. That's 888-558-6489. Call now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. If you're just joining us, our topic today is Faith Makes You Strong, and my guest is Reverend Leslie Wilson. Leslie is a person in long-term recovery, and she radiates faith and just shines with joy, and you can hear it in her voice. She has a wonderful, wonderful outlook and a powerful spirit, and she uplifts everybody that's around her, and her faith opens new doors for her in recovery and keeps her living her dreams. And uh, before... Uh, we get back to my conversation with Reverend Leslie. I want to invite you to join me for a moment of the Serenity Minute for a brief meditation for an opportunity to focus our faith on the good and to take just a moment in the quiet. And so I invite you to relax, to feel that peaceful presence that is God by allowing yourself to notice your presence in this moment and feel peaceful, feel relaxation as it moves all the way from the crown of your head through your body temple. Allow your throat, your neck, your shoulders and arms and hands to relax and feel that relaxation as it moves all the way through the trunk of your body, through your legs and through your feet. And let your mind and your heart open and share with me this idea. God's power lives in me, so I live in serenity and peace. God's power lives in me, so I live in serenity and peace. And we take a moment now in the quiet. Thank you, friend, for joining me in the Serenity Minute. And I hope that it was an opportunity for you to take a moment to relax, to know that presence of God is your higher power as you understand it. And as you define it, and whatever name you call it, is with you and within you. And so now we're returning to my conversation with Reverend Leslie Wilson. And uh, Reverend Leslie is the Associate Minister at Godland Unity Church in Detroit, Michigan. There she uh, works with the new members. She works with the World Day of Prayer with the prayer chaplains. She teaches classes. And she also is on the staff of Unity Urban Ministerial School. She's the registrar there, and she also teaches classes. So, um, Reverend Leslie, again, so glad that you're here with me today on Spirit of Recovery. Glad to be here, and thank you for inviting me. Yes. Well, you've been um, sharing with us very much, you know, about how you learned a center in yourself and, and the idea of acceptance. That can be hard work. You know, on the one hand, it's kind of easier just to get irritated and blame other people, right? <laughs> it's yeah. just, 
It doesn't work too well, but sometimes it's the first thing that comes to mind. So how do you do it? How do you get to that place of when, you know, life happens up for all of us, you know, stuff goes on, whatever, gets irritating. How do you do it? How do you bring yourself back to center and to acceptance, to serenity? First of all, by shutting my mouth. Mm -hmm. Because you don't have to always have a smart comeback. And when you feel yourself getting too overcome, I just will tell someone to give me a moment or just tell them not now because I can take things in a row or orderly row or orderly fashion. But I just shut my mouth at first and immediately say, it's not them, it's you. Because when you point a finger at somebody else, you're pointing three back at yourself. Remember that those three are pointing back to me, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, are pointing back to me. So I go within, and I know that whatever it is, God's got it. Just keep myself out of the way. That's what I learned from AA, just to pull myself back out of the way. They, My AA translated into my everyday life. So it's a part of me in the church. Unity principles are part of me in my everyday life as I go around, by, around and meet people. You know, life is a work is your workshop where you practice and get better at what you what you can do. I used to be really angry because when you come into recovery, you feel find out that you've been stuffing things, and when you come the first year, you are. So angry at everybody and everything, and it's no specific thing. It's just everything. So I've worked my way through that. That a lot of that anger, recognizing that if somebody really hurts me, I can, it can cause me have to have anger. So to take a moment and sit down and realize that I have some lessons to unlearn that I learned as a child about relationships, about men and everything, and to realize it's in me to change that. It's not up to anyone else, but it's up to me. And with God, I can do anything. Any, I can do all things through God who strengthens me. I think the scripture is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, Philippians 4.13. And that's my, one of my favorite passages passages. I have several, but that's one of them. And it's kept me, it took me through school. It took me through all my L&O's. I had eight here here in Detroit when I was going through school. And Those then I had some in the village. In the, and I just knew that God was in the mix. And he was taking care of me. And he was doing what I could not do. Was school easy? Ministerial school? No. <laughs> I had some major overcoming to do, and the stuff came up, came out, and I, I'm better for it. But I just just remember that Christ in me can do all things. He's that spark of divine that we all are, and we all have it in us. So I just remember that I am that Christ at all times, and let my light shine. But part of that is, at the end of the day, I ask God, I don't ask anybody else, I ask God, are you happy with what I've done? And I go to sleep asking him, are you happy with what I've done? 
because man may not be happy, but God is always happy. He doesn't find anything wrong with me. He made me, and I'm made in his likeness and image. And with that, I, 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 everything is okay, no matter what anyone else says. I'm okay. I found mm-hmm. peace. Right. You know, that's. thank you for sharing that because it's true. It makes a lot of difference when when we start coming from that place, you know, inside of knowing that we are, we have that God place. And it says that in a lot of the recovery, you know, a lot of the 12-step literature talks about that too, talks about, you know, that there's that in us that's, that's divine, that in us that's spirituality, and that, that uh, what, ma- what works is if when we find that and live from that place. Yeah. Get it, get in the flow. And 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 AA led me back to God. It led me back to a God of my understanding um, that He is love, and He loves me. And no matter what I do, He's going to always love me. And doesn't isn't that what Unity says also? Mm-hmm. Uh, so so they were in alignment as I as I got built my foundation. And it takes one to five years to build that foundation. I was like a babe in the woods. I was like a babe. I was like toddling along trying to get my feet. And I'm 15 now, so I'm a, I'm a teenager. <laughs> I feel young and I feel vibrant, vibrant, even though I'm 66 years of age. I feel young and I feel vibrant and I feel alive. And I really uh, enjoy. I'm glad that I'm this maturity, and I'm glad to to be alive. I'm just glad to be alive because a lot of people don't make it. A lot right. of people don't make it back when they get into recovery and they go back out. They don't make it back in, and I'm one of the lucky ones. Mm-hmm. I'm one mm-hmm. of the blessed ones. I'm one of the more fortunate ones, but I have to practice it every day, every day of of, of my life. Right. This is a lifelong journey. It's not just some moments. It's a lifelong journey. The ministry is a lifelong journey of helping other people. And I have to, and I have to, it's my responsibility to be a good example for those that are coming in after me and look to me and see what I'm doing. I don't want to stoop to the level and get mad at them and stuff, but I have boundaries that you can't step on, you know. And can't step over. Uh, I, I, I I adhere to those boundaries, and I know that they're there, and I respect them for me. And right. This, mm-hmm. this summer I went to the AA convention. It was the twentieth. It was an international convention in Atlanta, Georgia, and every time I think of that convention, I just smile. Because it was eighty to 90,000 people there, and it wasn't one fight or anything. It wasn't a, everybody was helping you find your way, and I went by myself, and it was a true adventure. I, I, my, I have a no, uncle, I mean a nephew that lives there, but I stayed in the hotel, and um, I just had four or five days of just, communing with other AA people, you know, we just loved each other, they helped each other, that was true love in action, that was true love in action, 
And mm-hmm. the 12th step of AA is um, my favorite, one of my other favorite verses uh, where it said, talk, they, they talk about this in lessons in truth that love is kind, love is patient. Um, I didn't know what love was when I first went into AA. I had no idea what love was. And so if I was going to change my way, I got a mission statement of verse scripture that helped me to be what I wanted to become as I built my dream. And it was Corinthians 13, and um, it talks about love, that love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not pride itself. It is not puffed up. Love does not act rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil. Love does not rejoice in, in, in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Love never fails, but rather there are prophecies, they will fare, fail. Where there are tongues, they will cease. Where there are, Where is knowledge, it will vanish away. And all the knowledge that we need for this lifetime always abides in us. And everyone else just brings out what God has already placed in you before you even were born. And the last verse of the 13th verse of Corinthians 13 is, Now abide in faith, hope, and love. Of these three, the greatest is love. So that's my mission scripture even today. That's one of my favorite ones because I know that love heals and harmonizes everything in our life. And we have to love one another. I say we have to love God first and then we love ourselves and then we can love everybody else because you can't love anybody else unless you love yourself. So every day I keep asking myself, do I love me as much as I can? And there has been times where I have not loved myself as much. But certainly any day in recovery is a much, much better day than any day I was drinking. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you do that uh, help you love yourself? Approve of myself. I don't get down on myself. I have a gratitude list that I do mentally. I'm grateful for everything in my life. I'm grateful for my job. I'm grateful for my car. I'm grateful for for my for my eating. My I'm grateful for my everything. Um, I just have a gratitude list, and when I start feeling down, I just start clicking through that gratitude list. List. I'm give, getting emotionally sober. Because you can be sober without being emotionally sober. We didn't, I, didn't have, I didn't know how to handle my emotions when I was in the world because I was truly starting to drink at five. <laughs> Even though I, I worked and everything, that's when I really started. So my emotional age stopped when I was five. So for me to remember the readings that I do during the day, to remember what I re- what the acceptance and the serenity prayer during the day. To remember a line from them or or 
all the tools you have around you. You just pull on them. And my tools have been positive things because, first of all, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So that's where I start. I am. I am. I am the Christ. So that that brings me back to center. I am love. I am loving. And I am kind. So it's a lot of little things that help me keep stay centered so I can stay on my road of recovery because I don't want to go back. But there's a yet. I take it one day at a time. Sometimes it's one moment at a time. Mm -hmm. But that's, and I read and reread my literature. That's another thing. In school they teach us you read a book once, you're supposed to take the test, and then you don't read it again. I have found that not to be such a good practice, and I found that I read and reread things. I look at my past, and I thank God for it, and I heal those emotional wounds from my past because everything happens to me for my highest good. All things are working together for our highest good. We don't may not understand it at that moment, but they are. I came into ministry because I know I, I knew that I needed to be around all the scripture, all the affirmations, and everything all day long so that I could stay centered in the Christ within me. So that's how I stay centered, by, by surrounding myself with people that keep me uplifted, that, that when I get down that they can say, okay, Leslie, you know you're blaming somebody else, but it's really you, and they'll snap me back, and I'll say, okay, it's me. Okay, I look at me. And I may be a little bit mad about what they said, but I look at me, and I come back and tell them, you were right, and they said, okay. But I'm honest with myself. It's me. It's me, oh, Lord, standing in the need of prayer. And I'm a mm -hmm. prayer chaplain. So mm -hmm. I pray a lot. I pray every day. I pray, pray all day long. Father, keep my mouth shut so I won't say anything. <laughs> and I laugh. I laugh. And I have a great joy. I was called sunshine even though... When I was still drinking, people were calling me Sunshine, and so that was supposed to be my name. So I'm called Sunshine, Sunshine today, and that's mm -hmm. that's that's who I am. <laughs> that's true. You can hear it. You do you do laugh a lot. You bring a lot of joy. You are Sunshine. That's for sure. You, you know, when you're talking, one thing I'm thinking is that it's like when you when you say that you know when and when situations happen but you bring back the focus to yourself and think about okay what's what can i do here it changes everything it's like if if you think you know that all that that other things i mean things happen that aren't good we're not saying that doesn't happen i mean but but if you put all your power out there you don't you're in a hole you can't get out but what i hear you saying is that you're putting your power you're understanding that your power is within you that it's god's yes. spirit within you does that make sense yes and i realize that all things are working together for my highest good i'll tell you about my little red fiesta okay my 1990 red fiesta I had brought a new car, and I did not have insurance on it at that time, and I had an accident. 
I got it fixed, and I turned around, and someone else hit me. That was my second accident. And I didn't have a car, and I was in Detroit in the wintertime. So I, so someone sold me a little red Fiesta, and it was a 1990. It looked like a little clown car that they used to have on TV. And I, I said to myself, I have to get around Detroit. They sold it to me for a really good price. I traveled in it back and forth in Detroit, and I kept it for about a year. And uh, everybody kept asking me, when are you going to get another car? And I said, I don't know. But in the meantime, I was grateful for that little car. I was grateful for it running every day, and it was one of our coldest winters. And every day it started up when other cars wouldn't start up. It didn't have any good heat inside. Uh, it, it had, and it wasn't, it didn't look stable, but it got me through 18 months of the winter and summer. And I kept blessing that little car and loving that car. And then I got this letter that I had a pension coming from this company I had quit work, working with. And um, last year I had the pension money came through, and I, I am restored to a good car with heat in it, and it runs real good this winter. I got it last winter. But I kept saying, I don't know where the money's coming from. God did. I had no idea where the money was coming from. But I kept living life gratefully and going places and doing everything I wanted to do. But I knew that God somehow was working it out. And it was based on what I had been doing all my life, which was working. So God is in the midst of everything. Even the smallest thing that you do, even when you quit a job and say, I can't take this no more, he has something for you in store down the road. Who would have known that I had a pension coming from a job? It is, and, and that really... The gratitude from that, I cannot even tell you how much it expanded my awareness that God is all that there is. You know that you know that you know, but it expands you even more and more. And the more you stay continuously sober so your mind is clear, the more you can experience the goodness that God has in store for you. And that... And even during Eleanor, I knew that God was in the midst of Eleanor. And Eleanor is the interviews that ministerial students have to have. Like it's kind of like a, a verbal a test, right? Yeah. Committees have to meet with a committee and get asked questions and stuff. So yeah, so for most ministerial students and myself included, when I was in that situation, it's it's scary. It's like, oh no, what are they going to ask me? Are they going <laughs> to tell me they're going to kick me out or what? So. And to be on the other side of Eleanor to see all the organization that has to take place for the for the Eleanor has given me a new understanding of how God works in and through life and in and through my life and everyone's life. And um, being here at the school has given me a new awareness of how God is working because everything is working for our highest good. The school would not be here without faith. 
faith and knowing that it was a good thing and I wouldn't be here. And I didn't apply for the job. I happened into the job. <laughs> I wasn't looking for a job, and I happened into it. So God displaces you where he wants you in your life if you're open and receptive to him. Right. You know, it's interesting um, as you're talking to uh, Leslie because I think sometimes maybe before we wake up to uh, that higher power, however we define it, we sort of figure like, okay, i got to get out there and run life and I've got to kind of figure out how to make it happen. But the more we wake up spiritually, the more we realize, that, oh, no, <laughs> that so, the higher power, again, however you define it, that's in charge. That's life. And, and what i got to do is align myself with it, not try to get it to come yank it over to fit with my plans. That's yeah. what I'm hearing. You know? Yes, yes, because life teaches you that you got to get out there and make goals and do this to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And we, like you said, it's the other way. We have to get in alignment with God and what he wants for us, and he will bring everything to you. And uh, I think about us getting all dressed up to get all dialed up to go out and find a man. Mm-hmm. You know, partying and everything. Because I used to be a party girl. <laughs> really a wild chick. And, you know, in, in the end, God knows who he has for you and has already lined him up for you if you get yourself ready. The first sermon I heard by Reverend Ruth Mosley was, Are you, do you want to get, who, who, who what, what kind of man do you want to marry? What kind of person do you want to marry? Mm-hmm. And I went to the to to the to Westside Unity, just waiting to hear that sermon. <laughs> and that's the first time I came out of a service just floored by this by by marriage in a different way. Are you, and it was basically, are you the kind of person a man would want to marry? So get yourself ready to be the kind of person that a man will want to marry. And I've been trying to do that ever since. And mm-hmm. that was back in 1970. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm closer today to, to being that person that I would want to marry than I have ever been. I'm honest with myself. I'm not pulling any punches. Um, I'm straightforward. I'm loving and I'm kind, kinder than I have ever been. I'm not jealous like, I, ooh, I used to be so jealous. But I can do, I can change those things about me and my personality because God is working in and through me. And as you become more loving, you can let those earthly things go. Because God means us to have the good in life. And we have to line ourselves up to receive that good. If I had not been so grateful and thankful when I had gotten that, when I got the surprise about the money, I would have said, oh, this isn't enough money to do anything with. But I knew it was what I had asked for, more than I had asked for. And it was coming. Oh, I am just so grateful that I am sober, 15 years in a, in my right mind, and clearly think through things and listen and another thing, an important thing I found out, you don't have to have a quick answer for anything. 
you can always tell somebody, just a moment, let me take it to prayer. Let me take it to the God of my understanding and get back to you. Because if they can't wait for that, then they don't, they don't want you anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't give quick, quick answers anymore. And when somebody's trying to press me and I don't feel it's right, <clears throat> I will say, just a moment, give me just a moment. That's another important thing. We don't have to answer everything, and we don't know everything. But sometimes we know all things because God will give it to us. Maybe mm-hmm. not at that moment, but a little bit later. Right. You know, when you're talking to what I'm hearing, Leslie, is this this sense of, of uh, self-respect and, you know, that I can... I can be calm. I can stand firm. I can say, you know, wait a minute. I need to to talk to the God of my understanding. I I can be peaceful. I can be calm. I don't have to be blown about by by winds or by other people's insistence or anything. And 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 and, and um, when I'm real busy, after I've been real busy for a while, I do take that time off out to, to uh, decompress and to, to work through those fi- feelings that I had felt when I was real busy, I take that time to decompress. Mm-hmm. And I never did it before, but I do now. Right. Because that's what yep. causes you to have illness in your body, not enough sleep, and because you're trying to run the way the world tells you to. But what is God telling you to do? Does is he saying slow down, take your time? That's what he's telling us. He's not telling us to rush through this life. He's telling us to smell the roses and enjoy the journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's powerful. So share with us just a little bit here. We're getting near the end of our time, but what's you, for you um, the greatest gift of being in ministry because you were called to ministry, you're in recovery, you're called to ministry, so they're somehow they're working together. What's the greatest gift you get from being in service in ministry? That that first of all that I have a understanding of God of God in me and Christ in me and I have a open mind about all things of life. I don't care what walk of life you're in, what gender, what color. I have awareness of it as being no matter who and what you are, that is all good. Everything is good. Even Donald Trump is good. (laughs) Everything is good. I'm not bashing Donald Trump but just some of the things he says, it, make, it makes you aware that there is something other, uh, other schools of thoughts or trains of thoughts, but to be accepting to all things because all things are working to our highest good. So I don't, I, I'm not as judgmental as I was when I was, drinking and when I was younger. I'm just trying to let people be themselves, and I want people to let me be myself. And that's the greatest thing. I just want everybody to be happy. 
to find out who you are. Like I'm finding out every day who I am more and more. And so I can be truly, truly happy because I never know when that dash is over with in my life. I could be gone tomorrow. There's a lot of people that are leaving this earth plane at this time. My brother-in-law passed this summer. He was only six months younger than me. But I'm able to help my sister by saying, be who God wants you to be. And you got to slow down and listen to God to know what that is. I'm able to influence the people around me, my, my immediate circle, my nieces and my nephews. I'm able to influence their life. I work in this building that used to be a hospital, and I can pray any time of day or night with anybody who's having a challenge. And you can't always do that in another arena like corporate America and stuff, but I'm able to do that. That is a joy to be able to pray with people right then, right there, no matter where you're at. Mm -hmm. I, 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 oh, there's so many things that, 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 that being a minister has, a, has afforded me to be and to do in a positive way and to, to be my authentic self. I don't want to be anybody's. I don't try to please anybody. I just try to please God. And I really do do that. Sometimes people may not approve, but God approves of what I'm doing if I'm doing it in a kind and loving spirit. And let people be themselves. Right. And that's my that's been my greatest growth is letting people be who God wants them to be. Not not Leslie, but who God wants them to be. Yes, you do. And our our time is up here. But thank you. You you are you are a gift, and I know God does approve of you because you're you are sunshine, and you do that. You really do support people and being who they are and being who God has for them to be. Yeah. So, my guest, Reverend Leslie Wilson, person in long term recovery, the associate ministry at Godland Unity in Detroit, Michigan, and a member of the staff of the Unity Urban Ministerial School in Detroit, and a woman of great faith and power. Thank you so much for being my guest today. You have blessed us all. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye. You have a wonderful week, all of everybody listening out there, and we'll be back next week with Spirit of Recovery. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Recovery with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time for down-to-earth ideas about keeping spirituality at the heart of your recovery. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry, committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at soulmatters-spiritworks.org. Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life, 
It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Often before even beginning, have we declared something impossible? In our mind, we often picture ourselves as inadequate or consider a task too great to attain. Much of our success depends on the thoughts we hold in mind. Our experience depends even more on the persistence with which we affirm those thoughts. A wise person said, It's a funny thing about life. If you refuse to accept anything but the best, you very often get it. In Unity, we believe in the power of words and thoughts held in mind. If you sincerely ask yourself, how do I really think things ought to be? You may be surprised at your answer. You are destined to do great works. Expect it and see the positive changes in your world. This message has been brought to you by the Association of Unity Churches International. To find a Unity Church near you, visit www.unity.org. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.